I'm Muriel. And I'm Nick. And welcome to Hella Hella in Your your 30s. 30s. This week, the restaurant closes. Let's do yoga. Let's get fit. Let's do jumping jacks. And we'll get rich. But oops, I found that bottle of gin underneath the sink again. So tomorrow's a new day. Let's order pizza. We are sitting here recording this episode on 4th of July. So wherever you are right now, just know you were with us in spirit on the 4th of July. Yes, however you are celebrating or not celebrating or doing whatever you're doing. We hope that it was a great 4th for you. And it is currently the 4th for us. Um, it's been a good day. I haven't, can't quite say it's great yet, but we're on to great things. Well, today is a big day. Today is a big day in the life of Nikki. So uh, we got some news. Yes. The news, what was the news, The Nick? news is the restaurant I've been working at basically my whole time out here in Los Angeles is shuttering. It's closing down. Closing time. Nick does not have a job anymore. So this is a big deal for a few reasons. And we'll kind of go into it. Okay. Um, the first reason is um, that this was the last job you ever wanted to have in restaurants. Yes, I got. I've been trying to get out of restaurants because I just want showbiz to whisk me up and fly me away, uh, which uh, you know has not fully happened yet. That's fine, but yes, you are going to. You're trying. I'm going to try not to go back into restaurants. So that's like a big deal. It's a big deal. It's a a big change in our life. How how many years have you worked in restaurants? Well, since I was 20, I guess. So So 15. 15 years. Yeah. my first. Uh, Just for those of you keeping track, I got my first restaurant job at 15. Wow. So I am going on 21 years (laughs) (laughs) of working in and out of restaurants, most hardcore in, in fisting into the restaurant yeah, girl's been fisting those restaurants for years for years baby and i'm really proud of you so i have like a my job like i like it i like working where i'm working i'm gonna stay there yeah but you know both of us wish that that wasn't the case and you're going to try to not do it anymore yes so are you feeling sad uh definitely not sad are you nervous definitely nervous mm-hmm. um it's a i mean we can go into this a little bit. It's a little bit bad timing for this. Here's the thing, guys. Okay, so I lost my job. But the thing that's good is, is I lost my job. I've. It's time for a change. I've got to get get up this and will, onward. Nick is definitely the king of like, will literally never quit a job. Yes. I will quit a job anytime it's bad. Nick will never I don't quit, quit jobs. A job. I pretty much stay at them unless... Um, I've never gotten fired until L.A. This will be my third job I've gotten fired from. We didn't get fired. It just closed. Well, you're right. I'm not getting fired this time. That is true. But you're involuntarily leaving. They're trying to get you out and you're clawing yourself into the door frame, trying to stay. And they're saying, no, jamming you out of the door. (laughs) You're like a little cat. They can't get out. Restaurants are hard to leave if you work in them, right? Yes. Like you get cash, you walk out, you're basically self-directed. A lot of them you can like kind of drink while you're working, especially <laughs> yeah, if it's yeah. like a bar. Like it's very like, well, you, you meet know, cool people. It's really, it's, can, there's so many fun things about working in restaurants. You can go in and just not give a fuck for a day. Like if you're just like, I'm over it, you can kind of like do it, but like also be like, and I'm not giving you my heart today. Especially in the, if you have the right gig, sometimes the bad attitude gives a place more character. Well, or that's you everywhere you work, my love. <laughs> but, uh, but I did try to get out once. I was going to say, I think, I don't know if I've told this story on this podcast or it's been a really long time. I did try to get out once really significantly we were living in chicago and i had been waiting at that point i've been waiting tables for probably 20 years something like that close to no no you're all you're up to 21 now so so oh i'm sorry 15 yeah so i maybe have been restaurants for 15 years like 16 somewhere in there like really good like jab you in the heart situation uh and i was like i'm gonna get out i want health insurance i want a steady paycheck I want to be, I want to just like not have to worry about my shifts getting cut or people dicking me over, whatever, my schedule being bad. I was like, I want to do this because in 
uh, Chicago is one of those places where they pay you for 20 an hour. At least that was the last. So like, that's like, if your shifts are bad, you literally don't even make minimum wage. Right. So I had because you cost nothing. They're more likely to schedule too many servers. They're likely to schedule you just, and then ask you to clean and then leave. Yeah. Yeah. I've been literally, I have showed up to restaurant jobs and had the owners say, Oh, you know what? The hoods in the kitchen are getting clean. So we're shutting down the kitchen. Um, but we have some cleaning projects for you. Yeah, right. And they want me to clock in at four dollars and twenty cents an hour and do cleaning projects for eight hours for them. Like, let that sink into you. If you've never heard this before, be outraged. And <laughs> if you have lived this before, just know, like, I am with you. Like, it's such bullshit. So I had had a bunch of experiences like that, and then I decided to work at Groupon, and I started working at Groupon, and. I did the training and I was just customer service and I couldn't do it. So I had like a uh, two weeks of training, like paid training, and I would go every day and I didn't understand how the software worked, but I couldn't, every time I asked a question, they would tell me and then I thought, well, I'll figure it out, right? And then I get and start working and you're supposed to solve maybe, it was something in the neighborhood of like 60 to 70 issues a day customer issues that's like the like kind of how you're supposed to solve it within the software program and then hit close and that means like their issue is closed and my first day I think I solved 12 I solved I think 12 to 15 issues which is like not even close to like what you should be doing and the air smelled bad and I couldn't stand being in an office and I was so bad at everything. And like your boss like sits behind you. And when you're not doing enough, like solving enough problems, they I am you to be like, hey, it looks like your numbers are really low right now. Like, do you want to like, uh, like get them up? And so I would just go in the bathroom and cry. So Muriel was crying every single day. I would it cry. was a nightmare. And this girl ran straight back to restaurants. I cried. <laughs> I cried when I got up in the morning. I just had some tears. Got dressed, waited till the tears went away, got on the bus, got to work, logged into my computer, went to the bathroom and took a cry, worked for a little <laughs> bit, cried in the bathroom during lunch, and then came home and like lied on the bed. And I did that for two weeks and then I called in sick for a week. And then immediately <laughs> and went then back. Quit. <laughs> well, I am I the so the closest thing I had to that was and I've talked a little bit about this on the podcast but when we first moved out here I got this job at this really iconic strip club out here and I was like the one day a week I was the MC so I walked around with a microphone and told jokes while everyone uh wondered why there was a white person there and ignored me entirely well and it was a cool like we were like so excited about it well the like, money was just ridiculously crazy good for your audition we went and bought a cheap suit at Marshall's yeah. and I, I, we got a three, like a nice ass, like Calvin Klein suit for really cheap. And I hemmed it in our kitchen and I was like, okay, baby, go, you go get that job. <laughs> and then he went out and like, he was like, well, that remember part of it was also what? like, you were trying way too hard and you didn't well, know. The whole thing was, the thing was crazy. Basically the, the King MC that's like, he's kind of like the mascot of Sam's Hofbrau had, gotten his ass beat or something he was his jaw was broken something crazy so he wasn't there so I was actually training with Marcelo who's usually a DJ but Marcelo showed up in like a suit and was kind of like kind of like a used car salesman sort of like suave sort of like guy right so I was thinking that's the way it needed to be so that's how I was doing it and everyone was acting like I was being really weird and then finally Pablo comes back the main guy and he is running around with like a greasy chicken wing stained t-shirt and a viking helmet with like no teeth and it's just acting it's it, well, acting the crazy notes, the notes they were giving you were like yeah you were kept being like checking in to the boss and being like how you know how's everything going and she she was saying stuff like you know i mean you just need to i think she was telling you to relax or something like that she was I, like you just need to like i don't know what to tell you like you know like there's a certain vibe to the club and she yeah. kept saying you just need to come in on a friday night and watch 
Pablo work. You just have to come in right. and watch him work. And Nick was sitting there thinking, oh, yeah, like he's going to be like this really suave dude or he's going to be cooler <laughs> than me yeah, or right. he's going to be like really on top of and everything. And I went in and he was exactly like Homer Simpson in the episode where he becomes the Isotopes baseball mascot. Yeah, yeah. That's who I had to compete against. And I was like, well, I first of all, I can't do that. But also like you had me training with Marcelo. I was, you know acting like um what's his name let's get ready to rumble like yeah, that like, guy with like a suit and like the hair slicked back like and Gomez shit Adams. Yeah, right. it was just very like <laughs> clearly not what you were supposed to be doing and they were acting like i was dumb for not getting it but I mean, no one said like the main vibe here is complete lunatic paul pablo like at one point this dude right what did he do he everybody there was doing like massive amounts of drugs well, and at one point he got maniac. fired the legend is is that pablo had been there for like three years and then or more no no no, no sorry it was way a long more time. than that like 12 time. or 15 years yeah and then got fired for two years and then he got hired back and during the two years he was fired he lived in the alley behind the strip club yeah and that- then like basically being like just give me my job back <laughs> he lived in his car in the alley behind the strip club until they hired him back and so- now he's like now he's got seven teeth and he's fucking irreplaceable yeah right. he will like the, you cannot and and he's like the prime time MC on the busiest nights, like the crazy in the club, yeah, like nuts, make it rain. Like Pacquiao used to come in there and like Floyd Mayweather. Basically, like this club was not like it's an open floor plan and they serve liquor. So the girls don't get naked and they can only go topless in the very middle of the stage. And it's like this open floor plan where people go to party. So it's not really where creeps go to be with women. No. Because there's no private rooms. Well, there's also lots of women go there. It's well, like it's because it's a party atmosphere. Yeah, it's like a crazy... Like, I have not been to... I think I may have been to one other strip club. I yeah. might have not ever been to a strip club. But I went to this one and I was very nervous. But... It's basically like you walk in, we sat down, we got a pizza, I think. We got some sort of like yummy thing. I don't remember. I think we went twice. We <laughs> once and got pizza. And then I got up and was walking around and like, I'm like five, six. I'm a built woman. Like I'm walking around. These women were wearing, they were like gigantic. Like not meaning like obese, but like probably. Well, they're in their heels. They're, they're just giant, towering hu- over people. They're huge. I, I'm, I'm used to being like, on the taller side for the women that I'm yeah. hanging out with and like on the larger side, like I'm just like solid, like in my space. And like these chicks are like, like dwarfed me. And the first girl that I walked up to just looked me up and down and watched out and honked my boob. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like over my shirt, she just honked it and then walked away. And I was <laughs> like, and then, well, actually this is, <laughs> they gave me a bunch of ones and we were like, let's spend these ones as fast as we can. Cause the name of the game when you work there is like drop some money, get out. And it was yeah. just like an experience. We were there with like Johnny. We were Maybe there with Maddie. my brother. And so like, we just wanted to show him what it was going to be like. And I was like, it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. And then this girl <laughs> honked my boob and I was like, okay, hey, let's just spend the money. So we went straight up to the stage and I'm trying to make it rain with brand new dollar bills and this girl was like dancing like for me and I couldn't handle it. <laughs> I was just like, she's great and this is fun, but I'm just like a liar. I don't know what this <laughs> is. I just couldn't handle it. So I thought I wanted to toss the money gently at her and I fucking frisbeed it into her face, <laughs> into her eyes, like a stiff pile of like 20 ones, like frisbeed right into her face and it hit her with a noise that i could hear over over the the music over over the gucci mane and then she goes ah and then held her face and i literally ran away i swear to god i ran completely out of the club and well this club is crazy because it's it's like sometimes it'll be like like we'll have like 50 or 60 girls per shift yeah and that'll that can mean like 25 30 girls on stage at once and there's just people everywhere and there's just like rappers and athletes and they had a guy big timers come the LA Clippers who was shooting money out of a potato gun. <laughs> That's up? not true. What was it? <laughs> no, no, no. It's not a potato gun that what would murder it? people. <laughs> <laughs> what was um, it? it was just one of those like make it rain guns. Those so are, those it was are a like, gun that shoots stuff. But it yeah, shoots it dollars, shoots money. but it's like that's like a normal thing now. Those are like. 
every rap video has them now. I want every listener now to be like, oh, yeah, I've heard of that. Or guess what? I haven't heard of that. (laughs) So I had that job. And then also, but then, then they like once I, because it was like so political there and so like backstabby (laughs) and crazy. And like all the managers were constantly infighting because the money is just crazy good. So like the DJs and the MCs and the managers that really had their claws in that place all live in like McMansions with like crazy swimming pools and drive ridiculous cars and the girls all like if you're there and you're and you're and you can really do that gig in that club you have money like those people have money so the stakes are high so it was just like this really crazy toxic energy really from the beginning but I was making so much money I was like I am going with the flow well, the job so then, is like also insane like it's always like there's drama all the time oh, and yeah, like it's nothing you have but to drama. like do stuff like laser point at people who are like touching oh yeah so part of my job as like the MC was also to kind of like be the manager so I was like I mean I wasn't the manager I was a floor manager so I had to like kind of manage the stage and make sure girls weren't taking other girls money and I had a laser pointer so if if there was any inappropriate rubbing touching poking squeezing uh licking kissing nipping i don't know i used to have a long list i forgot all the catchphrases i used to have but uh, i would just pull out my laser pointer and blast them real quick he did that also (laughs) if there was a a table dirty he'd blast the table so somebody would come clean it up yeah i'd be like call the the (laughs) bus boys and (laughs) you gotta pick that up well you also had to like when girls like like they'd have a bunch of girls but sometimes no girls felt like dancing which they don't have to they're like subcontractors yeah so like you can you basically pay a house fee and then you can go and you go and dance and you collect your tips. Yes. And so it's like, like, so when you go out there, like sometimes they come in, they pay their house fee and then they feel like sitting at the bar and drinking and right. they totally can do that. That's okay. Except for when there's not a lot of girls on stage. Cause everybody's like, fuck it. I don't want to dance. And so then, then they said me, it's my job to be like, all right, <laughs> yeah, like, oh, dazzle. Can you please get on the stage? Oh, they're like, it was just so ridiculous the crazy (laughs) variants of girls that were like liked me then there was girls that um there was a lot of girls that liked you a lot of girls that did not there were so many girls who just would look at me like never said two words to me just like fuck this guy completely against me for like two years yes all the time (laughs) it was just ridiculous there was this this whole crazy scope of relationships i had with these girls and uh so anyways eventually this is the closest i ever got to working at groupon right was then (laughs) i got started getting daytime dj shifts which were the money was not as good as the nighttime mc shift but there were no there was no other way for me to get mc shifts because it was pablo who is the king shit of diarrhea lake yeah and then there was um what was his name? I mean, there's another guy who was like, who used Julian. To have, he used Julian. To have like, w- like viral videos. Yeah. About- so like, and he like, you know, would wear like fedoras or something like, and Julian would show up and really make you feel like you were inside of a rap video. Right. right. He was like a hype man. He was like a hype man, but, and he was good at that and he could do that. But I was just this weird white dude. It was like, how is, why is the accountant out here? Like, yeah, are would, we being sued? Like, why is there a cop here? I mean, it, so over like you were there for three years. Something like that. Yeah. So like over the three years, like whatever, like the constellations of these like bizarre MCs that were making all this money. It's like one guy becomes a drug addict. And he drops out a little <laughs> yeah, bit. Right. And the other guy refused to do a gig for free. And the owner was like, absolutely not. He's not on the schedule. Like yeah. there's all this drama. And Nick always came out on top, always came out on top. And then then I got these DJ shifts during the daytime, which just meant sitting inside in front of a computer from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. What was all the things you weren't allowed to play? Well, there's a whole I don't I, I, I'm i not trying to be sen- uh, culturally insensitive because I don't know all the differences. But there's all this type of Mexican music that's like Jalisco. And I don't know all the words, but there were certain like Spanish speaking music. Well, it's like it has like a really driving beat. It's like really upbeat. Like- no, but it's all gang related, too. So oh, it's like all these so different. Yeah. There's all these different things. And someone would tip me one hundred dollars to play a song. <laughs> and then I was like, OK, and I didn't know any better. And I played it. And and then just like from across the club, the manager just came like running out of the back and was like, no, turn it off. 
And basically, like, there's a whole bunch. There's like all this different gang shit related to it that I don't even. I never asked, and I ignorance is bliss in that category. But, but the other main thing here. is like all the like basically all the none of the girls wanted to dance to it but all of the guys wanted to dance like all the customers and they would just start dancing with the women so it's like as soon as you put on like a spanish spanish song like not reggaeton or any of that and like i'm saying i'm just an ignorant gringo so i just like don't understand what those actual kinds of music are but it was just be like they would all stop spending money those guys in the corner would get all hackled up because it was was a different part of mexico that represented a different kind of gang culture and then these guys over here would just start dancing with the girls i mean it was just like pure chaos it was just like but it's also like that's the the algorithm of that place is like it's like one thing happens and it's pure chaos. And that's like just a constant sort of thing where like you kind of like don't know why, but all of a sudden now everybody's fighting or you don't know why, but all of a sudden like, like you just cleared the floor. Like it was just like, I would like never besides like dealing with money, I would never like take anything from anybody because there was constantly what are the people called that serve you court orders or whatever? Like people like, especially during the daytime, people would come in and be like, Oh, is the owner here? And because he was super shady and always getting sued by the police department, and then he was suing the police department. <laughs> what is the thing about they took all his guns? There oh, was that's always- a really <laughs> fun. Basically, the story was. No, let's not tell that story. Okay, Don't you're right. Don't tell the story. No, but I mean, like, like literally, like we're working there. It's like if you like. I mean, right before Nick started working there, there was like a death in the parking lot. No, basically, I googled the place because. <laughs> The whole reason I got this job was because when Mira and I first moved to LA, we were looking for server jobs and then Craigslist, there would always be these like airport waitresses and it'd be like, must be five ten and weigh a hundred pounds and be comfortable in heels. And so we were constantly as bits, like sending these job postings to each other being like, Oh, this will be perfect for you. This will be perfect for you. And then one of those was for a strip club and then at the, it was a laundry list. They were having like a job fair. They were hiring like all these positions and the very last position said MC slash comedian. I said that to you in real. That right. That wasn't a joke. No, but that's why we found that. Oh, yeah. Because we like, were doing these bits of like, ha, 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 you should work at this strip club by the airport. So basically at the end of all this, Nick got, he just dropped in his coolness. He lost the race. Well, I and just they, basically. They, like, they basically just put him on days. So days were the worst. The money's terrible. And Nick was like, you were basically like, I'm not going to work here. Well, it was a little, it was kind of shadier than that. Cause I actually dropped days. So I had, but when I dropped the days, they would only give me one night. And then they started taking me off that. Suddenly I had nothing. And then the last shift they gave me, and she was acting like she was going to give me my shifts back was 4th of July. Yeah. I mean, you, you told all the like, whatever, like logistical parts of that story, yeah. which are not that interesting. But the most interesting part is that I was a loser. <laughs> oh, no, the most interesting part is like they had been messing with you and taking away your shifts. Yeah. And then Nick, like, <laughs> this is so sad. It's like <laughs> You like went to her. Her name was Alexis, Alexis like spelled E L L E X X U S. There's probably right? a dollar sign in there too. Do- it was like, whatever. So she's like the king <laughs> bitch. She's like very tough. And he like went to her after they had been messing with his shift so much. And he was like, I just like, I want to recommit myself to this. Don't place. use that tone of voice. Say? But you said something I just, like I just that. needed to know but- if I had a job and that I was here and that if, if, if there was a problem with, my performance, like I'm, was really happy you to take some notes. Went to her like a solid ass, like <laughs> I would like a solid ass white dude. <laughs> then, like your dad would totally do that. Be like, you call her advice. He'd be like, just go there, t- sit her down, talk to her, see if there's anything wrong with your job performance. Reiterate your interest in the position. I mean, that's what you were doing. And then he went and did that. And she was like, I hear you, and you're right. Yeah. And then like made you feel like she really heard you, and like yeah. was totally like. Like, I'm going to take care of you. Don't worry. And you came up and you were just like, yeah, I think she really heard me. And yeah. then she set on the schedule and he was just basically fired except for the 4th of July <laughs> during the day. So that, no, no, it was a night shift. Oh, was it was it? my final MC shift because I had given up my day shifts. That's what dropped my coolness, which I was trying to say. I guess that's boring logistics. I mean, it doesn't matter. Nobody cares. Okay. It's just so that you got fired. I got fired. You got fired. Man. I got fired yeah. after the, my last day with 4th of July. So, so this holds a lot of weight. This, this holds day, some weight. Yeah. The 4th of July Independence Day, I guess, from 
being able to make money to support yourself. Um, so, <laughs> so that's uh, so this is what we're doing today. Yes. So it's not technically my last shift. Technically, this job is supposed to stay open until the end of July. So I'll, I'll be fine. I'll get some I'll get some interesting work and everything will work out good. But today, what we've decided to do is Muriel's coming to work with me and <laughs> I invited a bunch of my friends to come party with me on my one of my final shifts. It's not my final final shift. And so we're going to party for the 4th of July at this restaurant that I've been at that I've made tons of friends at. This restaurant has I mean it's been a major part of our life. I've made so many great friends there and it's been such a good job. Like I am sad that it's closing in a way. I you mean, know? of course, you can't ever leave anything. <laughs> you're like a steadfast boo. You just be like, no, you're no. right. I think what you're saying is I should have left you. Yeah, I mean, I always say that. Yeah. No, what I, I mean, I, I doesn't. I feel like uh, you can't pry you out anything. Yeah. <laughs> Miro's like Nick. I cheated on you every day, every day, and everyone knows. I'm like, okay, I'll just hang out a little while. <laughs> I would never do that to you. Captain Comfort Zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I do get into some comfort zone situations. What's um? What's the most? Oh, <laughs> we maybe have talked about this. What? I'm trying to think of the most ridiculous things that have happened at this restaurant. I mean, there's a lot of crazy stuff. Nick got yelled at by these guys who thought they stole their money. Oh, yeah. We talked about <laughs> yeah, that on the podcast. That, that was no, I've been scary. threatened at this place uh, for sure. I've been, um, I don't know, nothing crazy. Generally speaking, it's just a boring, no drama, great place to work. And everyone's cool. It's not like. You know, it's not as crazy as the strip club. This one time at the strip club, I saw this guy. He was just like so gigantically obesely fat. He was like four people. And he had just this uh, great smile on his face. And he was just making it rain on Yoli as she just stomped on his nuts. <laughs> I, mean, like, you'd come I think home, about you'd, that guy all the time. I wanted you to leave that strip club job just because you'd come home so traumatized. It's funny well, now, but you used to be rattled. We used to work. I mean, the jobs we have right are now. You are you suggesting I was not tough enough? What? Oh, my God. We can't have this. Nick got <laughs> so mad at me because I told him I don't know if he'd be a good fighter. <laughs> Because I've literally known him since he was 15 yeah. and I've never seen him fight anyone in his entire life. So this is a, this, and I've made this point on this podcast, but it bears repeating. What? Guys, my advice to you before you get into a long-term <laughs> relationship, get into a couple of fights for your woman to see that you're capable of beating up another man, or she'll always think that you probably can't do it. I don't think that. I just don't want you to. <laughs> Because I don't want to like, it's not like if you were like a professional boxer yeah. or like a, like a crazy fighter and you no Kung Fu. <laughs> no, Nick wants to take karate lessons, which is fine. Uh, if you like, if you were like a fighter, then I'd be like, okay, I guess like that's something that you're comfortable doing. But like, I think one adrenaline fueled, like bashing, weird, awkward, like first time fight is just like, seems horrible to me. <laughs> Regardless of whether or not you were stronger, I'm just like, I don't want you to do that. Well, I'm not going to get into a fight, but if I did, I would clearly win. Okay, okay moving on. Um, so I think you're tough. I don't think you're not tough. Yeah, everyone's scared of me, so that's oh cool. Oh, my God, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus, take the wheel. Please, somebody take me. Uh, yeah, these jobs have been, like, pretty chill. Yeah. Like, for the most part. But, I mean, like, I don't know. Restaurant jobs in general, like, get so insanely hairy like crazy crazy hairy like they can get like you just get into positions where you're just like what is happening <laughs> i think that that's the thing i'd miss the most is like some of those shifts that you do where you're just like getting like totally destroyed i mean like stuff happens where like you're super understaffed and the whole restaurant fills up and like the kitchen goes down i worked at a place on mother's day the whole kitchen filled up and there were so many tickets in the kitchen for them to make food for, like the the food tickets, that the chef left. No, I mean our, re I mean this restaurant. I'm saying it's a chill, boring place to work. No, th this I've had the worst shifts of my life at this restaurant. Like insane, like yeah. crazy, like forty minutes for a dessert. Yeah, you know, no, that no, was just like, all but the time. like, no. I mean, we've had, I've had to. I've had more complaints on ticket times and burnt food and dry mac and cheese. Or there was one chef for a while that for some reason, 
I don't even know how he was doing this, was able to put out mac and cheeses that looked totally cooked and good and were literally ice cold in the center. Like we've had just and so many front of house people that came and worked for two days and then were just clearly crazy drug addicts and left. There's one lady that I don't even I can't even explain to you the types of body piercings and like body altercations or modifications that she had like in her chest and neck and stuff. A cross, a crucifix underneath her skin. And it was so scary. And she had horns put in her head. And then it was just like really intense. And this is like basically a family place, even though every once in a while someone will threaten to kill you there. Uh, And then it turns out she was like famous from a meme because there was a meme where she was being led led around in this crazy outfit with a chain by like a little person. Like, who was also in a crazy outfit, and he was, like, leading her around, and she was, like, bound up. Well, I would say, like... Like, she was a f- internet fame. She was famously on the internet. Yeah, I mean, it was... I mean, more power to her. She can no, have a course. job if she of wants course. to. It's completely fine. But it yes. was definitely, like, just... I don't know. All kinds of shit like that happened. I remember one time I was working with a busser who was just obviously, clearly, like, totally on hardcore drugs yeah but it made him work really fast and so he he lasted one shift he was like running through the restaurant picking up bus tubs and like bringing them to the back as fast as he possibly could and like four hours into the shift he dislocated his knee and he had to leave <laughs> because it was just what like, restaurant was that? that it was just like was what that was Ben 36 or something no that was like coastal kitchen that was oh like damn some that's deep, old that was school. a deep cut but i just remember i don't know i think like for me that I'm trying to remember my favorite stories about you because today is about you. This is your like day. I feel like well, I I'm going to end it with getting into a fight that won't be that'll someone will deserve it and they'll be bigger than me and I'll win the fight and I'll also win your love and trust. I'm just trying to think of the craziest. There's a lot of I think and I've worked in a lot of restaurants together also. So like there's a lot of stories like I just think you're hysterical because you can be so grumpy at work that it like blows my mind. Like I know that you don't care and it's like something I'm really proud of you about that you're like a sassy, salty, like <laughs> fucking like sassy little bartender. Like I love that about you. I think it's really funny and I like I value that like because I'm not like that at all. I have to be nice because it just stresses me out to not be nice. But you can really like sometimes Nick will come home and tell me he did something. And I'm like, you said that to her. (laughs) I was like, what are you talking about? Uh, One time I was bartending with you. I think the one that I always go back to it that always makes me laugh is. What was when I was working with you? Oh, I don't even know if I was working with you when you. Uh, oh no, I was. I was cocktailing. You were bartending with our manager, and I had talked our manager into giving you this job. So like, I was like, they Are were talking li- about Brad. Yeah, I was like, Brad, you gotta hire Nick. I gotta hire my boyfriend, and he's like, okay. And then he like met you, and he loved you. But I mean, I still had gotten you the job there, and so that's like you know whatever and i'm like cocktailing and he's working with you by the bar and he really likes you and like this is a bar where you drink like a ton like while you're working that's just like the culture of it and nick was just back behind the bar and they had this shot wheel and you could spin the shot wheel and it would land on different fun shots that the bartender could make and it's a dollar right and so one of the customers like you get a lot of tours he just comes in he sees the shot wheel and he's like oh that's he's like that's great and he's like uh, what do you say? Does, what shot's the best? Or what, what do you think is the best shot on the wheel? Yeah. And Nick's like, what did you say? You said, I. it's like, I don't know. I. He, he's like, I don't know. I guess like this one, if, if you care about stuff like that. <laughs> and the guy. Yeah, I did say something like that. It was that. like super shitty. And the guy was like, hey man, like, like what's up with you? Like, why do you have such a bad attitude about talking to me about this? Because Nick just hates the shot wheel and hates being there and hates the guy. So like he was like, yeah, I guess so. I mean, whatever you want. If you're into things like this, then you'll love every shot of the shot wheel. Like basically something like that. And I saw this whole thing happening from across the room. And then the guy's like, what's your deal, man? And they start getting into a fight. And Nick just goes, you know what? You're not even in my universe right now. No, that, well, there was a skipped portion of that where I turned my back to him and I didn't think he could hear me. And I was like, these fucking idiots. <laughs> like, oh, these- I forgot about 
And that's when he was like, what's your problem, man? Yeah, he he, he goes, if you like that kind of thing, it is like these fucking idiots, Brad, <laughs> the Brad. manager. And then the guy flips and then Nick's like, you know what? You're not even in my universe right now. And then like, like he like stormed off. And then Brad came up to me and is like doing like pouring my drinks for my table. And he's like, what is going on? He's like, what do I do? Nick told that guy he's not in his universe. <laughs> See who needs you don't need to fight anyone when they're not even in your universe. You, you are know? so salty. No. <laughs> well, you got to keep your enemies down. Kick them while they're down. Um, I mean, all right. I, well, you view anyways, all of your customers speaking, as, en- as enemies. Speaking <laughs> of all of this, we have to go. I have to go and clock in for the shift. So Muriel's gonna come. We've invited friends. I don't know who's gonna come. But it's going to be a 4th of July celebration, celebrating Nick losing his job. My favorite thing is going to be, I want you, we're going to ask a few people you work with what you're like to work with. I know. I don't know if they'll answer. Yeah, because they're fucking scared of you. (laughs) You act like I'm all like sassy to you and stuff like that. I literally have to keep you in check all day long. (laughs) If not, you're just going to a crazy tentacle monster. (laughs) I'm like the only person you're nice to in your whole fucking life. That's not true. Are you kidding me? I mean, I get your point. No, you you got into a huge screaming fight with my grandma. One time, that was one time. That was like nine years ago. Yes, did I have I ever done that with your grandma? No, but your so, grandma was also it was also a different situation. They got a huge. <laughs> no. I can't even say why. I can't say why. Yeah, but I it's really too want soon. To. Too soon. Nine years ago. Too soon. Too soon. Okay, we have to go. So I hope you're happy. I don't want to go. Excuse my grandma. I'm not having any black friends. <laughs> And then I came home and they were just like No, by the time you came home I'd made up with her and Yeah, we and you both and had cried. So Yeah, so I'm a sweet guy. I know you are. I'm very sweet. You I don't are. understand this attack on my character. I'm not attacking you. I'm just saying like do you <laughs> I you get it. So you just have this whole narrative that I have no idea how people, how I impact I don't think people. that. I'm just asking you, do you think you're salty? <laughs> I have to go to work, Muriel. Do you, do you think you're salty? <laughs> I am feeling very salty right now. <laughs> feeling very salty. Okay, great. It's time to go to work. Um, <laughs> God damn it. Well, happy 4th of July to you, Muriel. You get to hang out and draw and drink, and That's I have what to wait tables and be mean to people. Yeah, <laughs> it's your favorite place in the whole world. Nick's going to Disneyland. <laughs> here i'm doing my side work so far at least one chef is not showing up so that means the front the main station is closed and 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 also the back station the fry station so far no chef at all so (laughs) i need to make money today too (laughs) it's like i can't really afford this so anyways we'll see um if our kitchen is even gonna open so that's how uh, this Fourth uh, of July shift is. Started. Everything's gonna be fine. It's all gonna be fine. <laughs> no, we're holding together. Everything's fine. So far, front of house staff is here, and we're just laughing. Who well, Julio ran away, but he'll be back. Yeah, well, I got a glass of rosé and a sketch pad. I'll be chilling. And I'm putting forks into canisters. <laughs> all right, so um, I'm here with my manager, Julio. What's up, Julio? What's up, man? How you doing? I'm uh, I'm okay. I mean, basically, our chefs aren't coming in. Fry stations weren't. Uh, who knows when we're, we're supposed to be open? It's now six minutes past our opening. Hey, Julio. Okay, if you had to describe me as a coworker, how would you describe me? I don't know. Somewhere between awesome and terrible. <laughs> like in what? In what ways am I awesome? You're funny, you're good looking, you have amazing calves. <laughs> nice. Oh, calves. Yes, that is a, one of my claims to fame here. And in what ways am I terrible? You're always trying to take the spotlight away from me, bro. <laughs> I hate that. Hey, Alex, how would you describe me as a coworker? Uh, pretty nice person. Awesome. Okay. Uh, uh, what else? Um, that's it. That's pretty it? Much, pretty okay. Much, pretty much. <laughs> thank you. I love nice you, guys. Alex. Nice guy. uh, thank nice you, guy. man. Yeah. All right, we're here with the wonderful, gorgeous Esther at Beer Belly. Uh, Esther, do you have anything to say about working with Nick? 
Um, I wish I had some funny stories and terrible stories to share about Nick, but I love Nick. I love working with Nick, and he's one of the most like mature employees that we have. He's on the older side, so he does get a little grumpy sometimes, but that's about it. He's usually in a great mood, and he has shitty customers, but he never shows it. You know, we complain about it behind their backs, but... For the most part, he's great to work with. Esther, you knocked that out of the park. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. Just a little grumpy sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm here with manager queen, Jesse. How are you doing, Jesse? Uh, I'm great. I'm a little hungover. Okay, good for you. Nice. Solidly 5 o'clock in the evening, 5.30. <laughs> Still hungover. Very good. <laughs> Solid. Solid. Very part good. Of the course. Uh, if you had to describe me as a coworker, how would you describe me? Oh. Uh, that's a good one. Fuck. Uh, you got a strong personality. Okay, you I'll got take. A, you got a strong personality and uh, a good sense of self. Okay. Uh, but you're a great server. You're you're really good at what you do. But you definitely Thanks. like you you uh you actually uh do this thing that I wish that I could do where you like uh, don't compromise any of your personality for customers. You're like. <laughs> You're wrong, uh, <laughs> but here's what we can do for you. Whereas I don't know, it's, it's a good skill. Okay, yeah. cool. What are some? Uh, what's been the worst part about working with me? Oh, you got a little attitude. You're a little <laughs> sassy pants for sure. A little sassy pants. Okay, great. Well, uh, but you know, I like I like that too, though. Okay, great. So that's the the good and the bad is the same side of the coin. Pretty much. All right, beautiful. Thanks, Jesse. You're welcome. All right, I'm here with Carlos. How you doing, Carlos? Good. Um, what do you think of me as a coworker? Good. Good. <laughs> How is? Uh, <laughs> He's gone. <laughs> All right, Luis. What was it like working with me? Chill dope. Chill dope. Chill dope. Nice. Thanks, man. <laughs> It's the following morning, and uh, we didn't have barely any customers showed up at all. Definitely some walked in and left when they saw that we only had like three items from our fry station available. That was pretty hysterical. That was very classic. Well, we showed up, and then like, like we're driving up, and then Nick goes, God damn it, the fry station is closed. <laughs> and then we show up, and the fry cook is just not there. And then the fry cook finally shows up and he's like, I don't know. They didn't plan this out very well. Nothing is prepped. <laughs> and then he, Nick was like, I could hear you from the other room going like, okay, well, um, is there a menu at all? Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, well, you know, he's like, none of the prep is done. And they're like, well, they're doing the menu right now. So are we going to have food? <laughs> and he's just like, I don't know, man. I mean, I guess I could do the flowers, like mix that together. <laughs> <laughs> was I being unreasonable? Oh my God, no. Right? It felt, I was like, and then I was like, how much time? And he was like, well, I have to do this, this, and this. And I was like, cool. So 20 minutes, 45 minutes, because we're open now. Yeah. So how long until any people can order any food? And God bless America <laughs> and working in restaurants, but yeah. that is like the most hilarious, like, Something I don't understand about the back of house versus the front of house. Right. For those of you uh, not in the know, back of house is like everyone in the kitchen. So like they are, they have, they're extremely like limited on resources when it comes to like hiring people like labor costs. Yeah. And like everything in the kitchen, when you prep it, you know, when you're cooking stuff, you have to be super on time with like they're super track every hour, every minute with yeah. labor. Yeah. And then it's like when you're making stuff, you have to cook it for exactly fucking 15 minutes <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> and you're prepping things. You have to be like, I'm tracking labor so hard. It's going to take you three hours to do the chicken wings. And da, yeah. da, 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 da. So like the entire ship that runs back there is based on time. But if you are a <laughs> server and you're like, how long is it going to be? They're like, oh, you know, well, we just have to do the sauces. So, you know pretty soon and i'm just <laughs> like, like fuck give you, me dude. a number i need a number that's insane and i go like i like i can't tell you i've worked with the same people that i fucking love i love at my job and back of house like works so hard 100 percent love them i have to say communicate like i go they fuck something up and then i go okay how long is it gonna be and they're like well we have to remake the bread 
I'm like, well, that's not a fucking answer. Do you want me to go to? And I literally like, I used to do that like once a week yeah. for four years. I have for four, like three years, once a week, at least I have to go, okay, cool. So how many minutes is that? So I can yeah. talk to my table. 15 minutes, right? Two minutes. That's what I had to do last night. And it's then- crazy to me. The whole lives revolve around time, except when they're talking to us. It's fucking nuts. They just are like you are not owed that. Yeah, but how? And I'm like, I'm helping you. Yeah, right. If it's gonna take 15 minutes. They're gonna walk out. So don't even make it. Right. Forget the bread. Throw it in the garbage, dude. Ah, <laughs> so that was the logistics. But then the best thing ever happened, what? which was. Tons of really wonderful friends showed up. I invited people to a Nick's losing his job Fourth of July party. Oh, I and, should have taken pictures. And we had just the coolest people showed up. Just a really great cross section of friends and loved ones. Not huge, but just that sweet spot of just really cool, wonderful people. It was and really. Fun. It was just sweet, and they were. If you were there. I don't know how many of those guys actually listen to this podcast. Becky and Becky and Baz, shout out. We love you. Thank you for coming. Yes. Um, and anyone. Oh, Artemis, if you're listening, thank you for coming. Love you. I mean, I people just stop by like just to touch you. You know what I mean? Like just to come in and be like, hi. Yeah. And then just, like bounce. And then some people stayed all night. And then the Friday stage machine was open. So we just ate chicken nuggets and fries all night like little kids. Yeah. And yeah. like and we dr- I drank a lot of alcohol. And then and then the uh, Koreatown explosion started happening. So there's lots of good uh firework bombs everywhere oh my gosh we were all sitting there talking on the patio and it was like way there wasn't any like extra light around it was just all booming <laughs> yeah it was right. just like what is are we okay <laughs> yeah. like everybody was just like Whoa! <laughs> it's just like these giant grenade sounds happening uh so that was really sweet and wonderful and um i don't know i guess i kind of wanted you know i just want to send some love to anyone out there who is losing a job or yeah. dealing with that because it's hard like on the drive over there i i just got i just got bummed man i just felt sad and like i think it's you know even when you feel optimistic and even when there's like new things around the corner and even when you know that like it's a blessing in disguise or whatever it's like super easy for this stuff to get you and just take a toll on your self-esteem and i was just kind of feeling like a loser and like you know, oh, I'm 35 God. and like, you know, not in not like killing it professionally and just feeling like, ah, you know, and I just I was really going through it, actually, when we got done recording um, yesterday and on the way to work and stuff. And then I don't know. I just I don't even know if I have anything poetic or wonderful to say about it or smart or intelligent, but. Or anything except for just if you're going through that now, you know, man, I'm with you because it's not it's it's totally not easy, even when you know that good things are going to happen, even when you have optimism in your heart, even when you're you know, because I've been spending all my energy the last few days, you know, trying to get exciting new work and start a new chapter in my life and all this stuff. And even when you've have like an incredibly supportive spouse and like loved ones and friends that are there for you, you know, it can, it can just really still be hard. And if you're going through it, man, you know, I am too. So so for whatever that's worth, you have support out there from your, uh, hella in your thirties family. Yeah. And you you just have to just, I know it. I know. And you can't, I can't fix it. You know, you just have to be able to feel sad, but I tried. Yes. I didn't do a good job. No, you did a great job. I tried. You made me feel very loved and um, you did. You, I mean, you can't fix it, but you did more than try. You made, you know, <laughs> you brought a lot of love. And then also just, you were just so charming and fun. And and I've like always kept you away from my restaurant. You won't let me go. It's not, I, I don't have fun when friends show up when I'm working. I, I don't know. really well, like it. you're a little it. grumpus. And yeah. you think that's one of the things we learned, which is fine. You're a little grumpus. And then, um, you know, it's just like, it's just, me will be like, well, what if I come to Beer Belly and work on this? And I'm just like, don't, please don't. But I'm like trying to go drink some beer and eat some French fries. Yeah, but I don't. But it's just I. You're, it's, all you're it's doing stressful. is hating on me. It's, 
<laughs> Generally speaking, it's just stressful for me. But last night was just a total joy. It was so good to have you there. Plus, like Esther loves you. And oh, I love you know, Esther so much. Esther, if you're listening, I love you. Oh, yeah. Esther listens to the podcast sometimes. We love you, Esther. Yeah. And um, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Everyone, you're just the best. Everyone was happy to see you. And everyone was know. happy to see you. You know what was really cool too? What? Everyone was happy to see each other like yeah. a bunch of people showed up that knew each other that didn't know each other was coming so it was like this really cool because nobody knew who was coming oh and you it mean was, of our friends yeah there's yeah. all these like different cross sections of people that was just like it was a very like sweet lovely adultish i mean we were all eating french fries and drinking beer but we were just like kind of like you know, we weren't going to party really hard all night yeah, long. Right. Like we were all there, like kind of going like, well, we're just going to head back to like closer to my house. Yeah. yeah. Right. Oh, we're going to my friend as a balcony. We watch the fireworks. Like, well, and then other friends were like, this was the exact perfect kind of like, I didn't want to go to a party. Yeah. And like, I didn't want to host anything at my house. We like, just wanted to like a chill evening. <laughs> it's like, wow, there's a lot of fireworks out here. Wow. These people are really going after it. We got home and Nick was like, well, I think I'm going to go to bed. And I was like, what <laughs> and he's like it was like 10 and he's like we didn't I even know, look we closed, at the fireworks we closed once. the restaurant closed early and there was just like explosions and i was like great well i think i'm just gonna drink some water and go to sleep uh, and, and was, then we went up on the balcony for a second and um heard some explosions couldn't see anything pretty and uh but last year we went to thomas's house up in lincoln heights and i saw more fireworks in my whole life I would have done that before. again if he was doing it, but he yeah, wasn't. That he was, was going to a different barbecue. That was, yeah, I got so many fireworks last week. Oh, do you know? I don't know if I've told you this, but uh, in this village in Sicily where my people live, it's <laughs> uh, they have the fe Feast of St. Onofrio, right? Yeah. And it's like the... And then, but in Sicily, like every little village has their celebration of their patron saint and they do like a big firework display thing. It's like a castle, <laughs> castle vacuo kind of sounds like Dracula. <laughs> like what's your patron saint? Yeah. Castle vacuia. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> a vampire that feasts on the blood of snitches. <laughs> and, um, but each, each little town has its own fireworks things. And our town is actually kind of like one of the most down and out. It's like beautiful and magical, but yeah. it's like not booming. And there's yeah. like no economy there at yeah, all. Like and everyone's, literally everyone's leaving and like no one has teeth. But <laughs> we the, the Feast of St. Onofrio is the last party of the year. So they see what all the other towns firework displays are and they just spend all their money and make it a point to do bigger and better than everybody else. So the fireworks in Castlevecchio are the most ridiculous I've ever seen and they're like the biggest in the whole region. That is like such a metaphor for our lives. <laughs> you are yours and our yeah. lives. <laughs> We're just like, you know, the economy's not booming. Three or four teeth between the two of us. <laughs> just trying to keep it together. Everybody's leaving. We just like holding it together. But then like, you know, we're going to spend all of our money on film festivals. Like, yeah. Go out with a fucking bang, baby. Good call. That's real weird. So yeah. I guess we're going to go to the patron state for us. It's our patron state is Castlevania. Yes. So, yeah. So like we're going to end our whole year of <laughs> draining all of our bank accounts <laughs> and losing our job. We're going to end it with like we just finished booking our stuff in Castlevania. So we're going to end it with a, like just tooling around Castlevania, eating blocks of cheese, just <laughs> like walking around terrorizing people and not knowing the language yeah that's our version of fireworks <laughs> yeah baby uh well the other really sweet thing about last night everyone was happy to see each other in terms of the, the employees like it's oh, just a I good know. crew over there man and like i don't know that's just like i don't know it's been such a joy of i don't know just i guess employment in general over the years is how many cool co-workers I've come across and there's yeah. just so many of them. It's kind of like summer camp in that way where you think about like, Oh man, remember that girl? Like, you know, we were in love for a summer and then you never t saw her ever again or yeah, whatever. It's yeah. just like, or that guy that you're like super good friends with. And then like, you know, you were all bonded and then, then the job ended or they left or you left and that's just goodbye forever. Yeah. You know? And, um, I don't know. There's just, that's been, that's such a magical part 
of working, especially in like the gig economy where you, you know, land in these, you know, you're from such different walks of life and people go to restaurant work for, well, everyone's there for money, but such different people land there. Yeah. You know, because for a lot of people in this world, it's the highest, it's the most amount of money you can make without like education, unless you strike some crazy, you know, get famous or I don't know, sell drugs or something like, well, yeah, it's selling a, drugs would be okay. Yeah. That'd be pretty tight. It's such a good gig for so many people for different reasons. Yeah. That you just come across the coolest people. And like in the, it's different in like, like my brother, Joey's a scientist, right? Like he's going to meet people that, like that's a similar no one randomly becomes a scientist. I right. mean, maybe randomly they took a science class in college and then realized they liked it, which I think was his story, you know, because that fool couldn't even right, read. Right, right. <laughs> and then, like, <laughs> and then, you know, like, but then you take your, then you get on the track. So that by the time you actually land with in your job with your coworkers, you're kind of surrounded by similar people. Same way with us when we come across people in comedy who've been doing it forever. Yeah, it's restaurants like, are like the great equalizer, and it, it really yeah. is. And you meet like it's, and everybody's like that. I mean, it's like kitchens are like one of the. I mean, a lot of people talk about this. Like Anthony Bourdain talked about this a lot. It's like they're just these refuges. Yeah. Because like you can be like a felon, for instance, and yeah. like be able to find, like find creative like sustainable work in kitchens yeah and that's the type of thing like it's not just like so they you can go anywhere in the country you don't make that much money and it's kind of grueling but you can almost always get a job if you can just do some if you have this basic trade yeah you know so it's just this like last day this last sort of like vestige of that world you know right. like because i think it used to be so much more like that like you know you apprentice and you learn a trade and you're like a blacksmith or something like that and now it's like you know if you're a plumber an electrician it's like i mean it's like thank god there's all these unions and stuff like that but i think all of that like sort of like you learn a trade and you can always find a job is not um really true for at least our generation it's like that those jobs have disappeared but for sure like with kitchens if you're willing to work for minimum wage like you almost like you don't even really have to pass a background check. You know, right. like you, you can start always get by that job. Bus, uh, you know, washing dishes. Yeah. Then eventually they're going to be like, all right, we need you to prep the carrots. Right. Or whatever. And then you do a good job prepping the carrots. Like, okay, cool. Do this. And then you just suddenly you're a cook and you're in your, you know, you yeah. found, you find a good place and you're, they're your people and it's beautiful. And there's you no know? like pressure to like level up also. I think that that's an interesting part about it. Like, like, you know, if you're a server and you're a fucking amazing server, you don't have to ever become a manager. There's no track, you know, like you could, if you want to, or you could become like a wine wrapper, do different things. Yeah. But it's like the same thing with cooks. Like there, you can be an amazing cook and never really move up to be like a, like an executive chef, you know, but like you could try to go there right. and, and some do people it. have the ambition and yeah. Dr- and and know, like that, that's exciting to them. But yeah. like, that's not like, I guess I'm just saying like in that way, it doesn't become necessarily a young man's job. Like in a way it is like a young person's job, but it's like, there's, that's another way that it's diverse is like, you don't have to No, Not everybody is on this track towards improvement. Some people just like to get the gig. Like we do. Like, I just like it that I have a trade. And if I move to a different city, I can just usually slide into a job, you know, and I, I'm, and make money to live. And that's a really, you know, like that is this thing that pulls people from all walks of life, all ages, all backgrounds, right. all educational backgrounds. Like you really do work. There's something really kind of like, <laughs> I just watched the matrix. I know real texted me. I was working <laughs> it was like last Saturday or shift or some shit. She was like, I'm watching the matrix. I was like, that's a, that's a bold move for you. You almost never just watch a movie. I don't. And I definitely like, I appreciate all different things, but I'm not like a particular, like, I don't know what you would call that. Like sci-fi. Like, I mean, if I watched a movie, most of the time it's a documentary. And if it's not a documentary, it's like, some sort of actress that I'm obsessed with that I just want yeah. to watch her work. Yeah. Like that's basically all I watch. So yeah. the matrix is just like this. I, anyway, they have like, um, uh, they have a, 
What am I talking about? I don't know. I'm so <laughs> curious to see how this applies. There's a there's a uh, there's a city. It's called um, oh I don't even remember. It's like the city where all the last humans live. Okay, so I don't it's remember like, at all. Like basically, like you know, Matrix. Obviously, everybody knows, but like all the the humans are underground, and they're it's, I think it's called like Nazareth or something like that. It's okay. like some like it's basically like like uh the the last human city and i feel like in a lot of ways restaurants are kind of like that it's like the last it's like the weird like holodeck of like <laughs> like like a babylon five where all like the different people are kind of like we're still here we're still alive yeah. you know like we're like the last like four tooth like fucking like trying to make it in a different industry working yeah, right. minimum wage forever like kind of grinding it out eating dinner on a fucking crate in an alley like yeah, right. you know like like stealing like i don't know nine hour old bacon from like, <laughs> like a garbage container you know who i you know who else kind of is like that but maybe they're like weird like the nomads of that yeah. world or something are plumbers you said yeah. plumbing early and the thing earlier, the thing about plumbers is like, that's going to be the last thing to get digitized is like yeah, plumbing. Yeah. Like we're, it's still going to be flushing shit down pipes. Yeah. Right. If, like to get, to change that technology would, you'd have to redo the infrastructure of an entire continent. Like it's in, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> if you want a job or a trade or whatever, like that's going to be the last and it's like we're the people shoving the food down the gullets. Yeah, right. And then the shit goes into the toilet. So yeah. really, we're all part of the same family. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's why the, we're the only ones that are not plugged into the machine, man. We're the only ones that took the pill or whatever. Well, I don't remember yeah. the movie very well. I'd also say if you're listening right now and you're like, man, my job's like that, hit us up. Because I'd be like actually really curious about other jobs that are kind of more or less like nomadic, weird, like gigs that like kind of never change yeah so for all of you uh circus freaks out there that are still hitting the road with like pickup trucks and making some money uh entertaining like uh towns you know uh <laughs> very articulately <laughs> said <laughs> Why don't you throw, a, throw, throw a few burps and swallows in there you'd be perfect <laughs> you have to be nice to me this podcast is all i have okay muriel i, I lost my job I okay know, Bubba, i know i've Listen, been emasculated you okay? haven't you're not you're no. a big strong boy and you are not <laughs> emasculated at all in fact i can't even control you you're just stomping around <laughs> having feelings you are definitely definitely fully a tornado of man okay well all of our <laughs> all of our uh jewelry robbers all of our bank robbers all the people what are you that, talking about all, i'm talking about all the tricks of the trade all the people with crazy jobs you okay. know well all let's the, wrap this up okay great <laughs> <laughs> muriel's like guess what nick you're fired <laughs> i'm getting a new podcast no host. no no. i want to go on another tangent of other possible <laughs> jobs you could have that would be great <laughs> <laughs> all right um i don't know that's it i guess all right all i don't right. have anything to do with my life i'm I've oh lost. my god will you stop <laughs> jesus christ what we're gonna do today we've yeah. been working all week and doing we've been just really busy all week yes we're about to do a couple small errands and then it's beautiful outside yeah. we have the day off and the night off together we are going to lightly do a little bit of drugs, maybe. We're going to drink <laughs> some beer on a roof, and we're going to watch some movies, and we're going to eat through our pantry garbage. Yes. Uh, meaning we're not buying anything. We have no money. So right. we're going to be, I think we'll, that'll be the next installment of this journey. This, is yeah, this. We decided we're not going to go grocery shopping until we leave for Italy in a month. <laughs> so uh, for our celebration dinner, we shall be having... Uh, some sort of old rice mixed with a <laughs> packet of old enchilada sauce and some noodles thrown on top. Are you ready for some loving? I am ready, my love. Happy 5th of July. Happy 5th of July. Let's do yoga. Let's get fit. We 
hope you had a great 4th of July. We love you. Happy 4th of July. Thanks for listening. Yes, you guys are the best. Uh, Shout out to Campfire Media. Ryan and Ryan. Ooh, I'm going over to Ryan and Grace's for the baby shower this weekend. Oh, I'm so excited. It's very good. The Campfire family is growing. Uh, I'm not going to say exactly what the baby's name is, but uh, they named the baby in a way that its nickname could be Tater Tot, which I think is hilarious. Well, I think specifically they named it so the nickname could be Tater Tot. That's what I mean. That's what I just said. No, you said could be or something. Like oh, it was specifically so it would be Tater yes, Tot. I they're got like it. they're going for the nickname and work backwards from that. I really love it. Uh, that is beautiful. Uh, We've got some shout outs for what people. What you got, Muriel? I just wanted to say hello and thank you, Deli Girl. Uh, I don't know. Just thanks for hanging out with us on the old Instagram page. Also, Casey Walker. Hi, girl. I don't know. I just like you. So what's up? Yeah. What's going on? (laughs) Um, Also want to shout out Jermaine G's and more gangster. Yes. Um, um, Oh, and Martina Testi. Yes. uh, Sent us a a sweet email. She did. We are not entirely sure it was intentional, but we think it might be. Yes. Because it. There was no subject matter. There was no subject header or anything. But uh, it was just a picture of your family reunion. So I hope you guys had a really good time. Yes. And I kind of, even if it wasn't for us, thank you. Yes, thank you very much. <laughs> uh, you know, you guys uh, are the heartbeat of our corpse. Yeah, um, <laughs> of our corpse. Okay, well. I don't know. It seemed poetic when it started. Yeah. Um, also, okay, so we have a couple of dates. If you're going to be in Atlanta, uh, on July 20th, our uh, series is showing out there at the Atlanta Comedy Film Festival. If you're going to be in New York City on August 2nd, uh, that's going to be a big one at the Hip Hop Film Festival in Harlem. Hit us up. If you're going to be in New York and want to see us, that's a pretty major thing for us. Let us know. Yeah, we're, we won't be in Atlanta, but the screening will be happening. And if you can come, let us know and we'll try to like hook you up with the people representing the film if you want to like say hi or anything. Yeah, right. That would be so awesome. And then the New York thing's a pretty big deal. So August 2nd and we will be there. And yeah. we will be there. Yeah. Um, and that's going to be fun as hell in Harlem. Um, and then what else? Oh, I guess, I guess, look, I don't know if you are <laughs> interested in dabbling in the old CB game but have we got the hookup for you ladies and gentlemen i am serious stop what you're doing right now if you're driving you have to pull over because you need to write down a promo code okay it's hella 20 and the website is hempbombs.com hempbombs.com and we know some of you guys are doing it because we've even gotten a few dollars kickback because every time you buy something they yeah, kick us I thought some you were dough. trying to give me a high five but no. you're really just <laughs> i was just just okay. gesticulating with my hands it's uh, called arm talking. Welcome to uh, Italiano. Yeah, if you want to support the podcast or and also just like see what CBD is like, I would definitely recommend this company. I'll this our pitch for this <laughs> gets longer and more convoluted every time. Right. Uh, that's what happens when you ask us to talk about anything. But uh, you know, CBD is a crazy thing. It's everywhere. I've tried different products and they haven't worked for me at all. Yeah. I thought it was totally like psychological, <laughs> but this one actually helps me go to sleep. So I'd try it. You know, if you want to see if like it works for you, this is a great company. Don't be afraid of the packaging. It is yeah. very psychedelic, but, <laughs> but the actual like gummies, like, I don't think, I don't know. I'm, I'm what? a hyper skeptical person. And I, I made Nick try them before I tried them, blah, 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 blah. But the only thing they did was help me fall asleep a little bit. They're great. Salesmanship (laughs) done. A plus. We scored it. Um, If you're curious, try it out, man. Yes. Okay. So that's it. What else, Mira? Are we begging our listeners to do anything for us? Yes. uh, Share this with your people. Tell people about the podcast. We're begging you for reviews. We're begging you Why for are you pointing at me. I'm talking with my hands still, Muriel. I'm amped up now. And we beg you to subscribe and uh, what else? Nothing. We beg you for just to love us. Yeah. If you read, if you review us, we'll send your, uh, we'll read your reviews out loud because we love doing that. It's really fun. And also, um, uh, if you ever have anything that you think we should try to do, uh, as a Helen in your 30s sort of experience, stuff that's free and stuff that we can do in a day, 
we will absolutely do it. So yes. hit us up if you ever have an idea like, all right, you know, in L.A., there's this weird festival you should go to that's free. We'd do that. Right. I really want to do the plastic free July, but it's going to have to be like plastic free like November or something. Well, or we're going to work towards plastic. We might just start plugging it. Plastic free July, everyone. Yeah. We have, we're going to have a better pitch for this in a second, but I think we're going to try <laughs> to do that maybe for a week. Don't use plastic. Yeah. But man, is it hard? Woof. We should have a podcast about that. All right. Okay. All right, all right, that's, all it, right. that's it. Okay. okay. We love you. Bye. bye. Campfire.